Hi, I'm Dylan Sergiovanni, co-founder of Bleeper, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I have uh, always tried to get uh, a good flavor of app entrepreneurs uh, all around the world. And we've had a number of uh, app developers and entrepreneurs already uh, from Spain, and it's the turn of the Spanish entrepreneur uh, today. And I've got a wonderful journey. It goes back to 2005. It's the uh, um, basically an entrepreneur app developer called uh, Miguel Diaz Fierra. And he is uh, the co-founder of uh, the app Red Karaoke. And he's also got a new app coming out, which uh, will be actually live. And it's called Music Eliza. So just think of the uh, previous uh, episode where we had uh, Breath Eliza. This is Music Eliza. And uh, it's coming out. Could be a, a really good app. So, well, first of all, Miguel, thank you for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful. So uh, you're an entrepreneur and to tell us about how you got started in 2005 with the karaoke uh, website that then develops into an app. Yeah, well, the idea becomes in a, in a party, you know, uh, late at night, having some drinks with, with friends and they wanted to, to sing and we plugged the Sinestar uh, video game. It's a karaoke for PlayStation. And uh, I wonder that the game is really expensive and, and it, it only has 30 songs. And I thought, well, it's sure that it must be a kind of online karaoke service somewhere that they can use in the next party. So next day I, I tried to search these services and, and I can't find anything. And the fact is that in 2005 uh, there isn't any online karaoke there. So I decided to talk with my brother, which is the, the tech guy of, of Red Karaoke, the other part of the, of the project. And we uh, talked about the possibility to launch together this, this project. After two years, in 2007, we launched uh, with many, many, many really difficult uh, technical issues to solve. We launched the first online karaoke service uh, ever, and it was a immediate success. And so we started like that uh, seven years ago. And then in 2011, we launched the first mobile app, which was also uh, really difficult to, to achieve. But now, well, our app is running fine and we are really happy for, for that. Well, I have to say, Miguel, congratulations to you and your brother. What a wonderful story. This is what I do the show for, is to meet people like yourself where you are literally in a party and you think of this yeah. you think of this need in the marketplace it's really expensive to play the karaoke games on the the Wii or the PlayStation and you decided to offer a service and build it and you took action and then here you are up against these big monopoly companies you know the likes of Sony and Nintendo and you develop the first karaoke service online and uh, and then you, you know, it's, what was that initial period like then, the first two years that you were growing uh, as a web service? Yeah, the first two years were funny because we were working just uh, in our home, uh, in free time, weekends, holidays. 
and it was really hard. But uh, we we have this we had sorry this idea to to compete with the biggest brands and and to launch something to to launch something that people can see everywhere. And that was the the main idea from the very beginning to launch a, a, a service that uh, any singer in the world can sing any song at any time and and in any place. And so when when smartphones becomes popular. Uh, it was very easy to 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 have the idea to translate our our idea from the original website to to mobile apps, and now it's funny because we are our service is available of, of course in our website, but also in in Android, in iOS, Windows Phone, Windows 8. It is smart it is smart TVs too. We have agreements with Samsung, LG, Panasonic, Google TV. So. Now there are more uh, more than one hundred devices where you can find red karaoke and sing with it. It wasn't any any an easy task because uh, the technical issues have been really really huge, and also the the copyright and licensing was really really difficult too. But uh, well, after so many years, we are still alive and fighting and and trying to to compete with Sony, with Nintendo, with Microsoft, and and we are getting good results. So. Yeah. Well, I, well, as I say, it's wonderful to hear, and I just want to appeal to the listeners uh, who are listening to your story that you know don't be afraid to take on the big monopolies out there. You, uh, it, it wasn't really a catchphrase back then, calling this being disruptive, but you were extremely disruptive to this market. You took something. I'm guessing that you offered the initial service for free, and I'd love to know how you you know you must have attracted a lot of uh, attention to your site, got a lot of traffic, but uh, I'm guessing you kept the cost down low so that you could build it out, and get the following, and then you can take those people with you to the new devices. Uh, is that how you migrated to uh, the apps? Yeah. Uh, I have to say that it was hard. At the very beginning, we launched the app for the service, sorry, the, the, the website for free, and we got a lot of attention. Many people were, were using our service. The idea was to get money, to get revenues from the advertising, and at the time, we are talking seven years ago, uh, there, there were really high CPMs on advertising and it was relatively easy to, to get good revenues if you had uh, a huge uh, audience. But uh, when, when the years uh, went when running, uh, we realized that uh, it wasn't possible to keep the service uh, for free because there are a lot of uh, money to invest on copyright licensing, producing karaoke. Uh, you have to pay developers, you have to pay uh, a lot of people, and, and it wasn't impossible to to uh, get profit from the from the company with that. So we decided to uh, start charging a, a little amount of money, a, a premium subscription, like Spotify or Netflix or these kind of companies are are doing the same, and we. Just copy this model and translate to our to our service, trying to uh, get the revenues we need to to keep the the company uh, running. And the, the first time we launched this premium services was was uh, precisely with the with the mobile apps, because uh, we did an, an, an little analysis and we realized that people were paying at the time for Spotify, especially for using this uh, app in in mobile. So we, we just copy the model and try to, to do the same. And it worked. People really started to, to pay uh, in our mobile apps for, for the service. And in fact, one year later, in 2012, uh, we just cut the, the free service from the website 
and now everything is, is premium. Of course, you can download for free the app. You can use, you can try for free with a few songs, uh, uh, just to know if the, if you like the the service, and then you can you can subscribe if if you want. Okay, so really, what I'm understanding from you then is you attracted a lot of traffic in the early days from offering a free online service. But really, the biggest challenges uh, that you were facing uh, were some technical issues and also the copywriting, which I'm assuming because the music you're playing, you need to uh, pay the copyright owner uh, for that uh, right to play. And so eventually then you started doing a premium service, taking people from a very basic free service to then uh, pay a subscription, a monthly subscription like Spotify over to a premium service. And then you carried that on within the apps and that's eventually people came with you and, and uh, they found it so valuable by then that they were willing to pay uh, to actually get access to your library and, and uh, songs and, and play karaoke. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. What, that's what uh, that's what, what happened. Um, I have to say that it wasn't easy because to change a community that used to uh, use your service by free for free and change everything to a premium services is is really hard. It's really difficult to to do, and we lost a lot of people in the in the chains. But uh, well, that's life, and uh, and at the end you you need to to make a profitable business, and and we did it step by step, slowly, really. Uh, uh, the idea was to change the, the not, not only the business model but also the product. Uh, our idea was in the free service we have a good service, but it's not a really, really, really good service. It's just quite quite well, but it's not perfect. Uh, for example, the music in, at the time was uh, with like MIDI files, which the sound is not so good, low quality sound. The 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 features we offered at the time was uh, were um, limited, and we started to uh, add new features, to add better music productions, to add uh, our own exclusive productions with uh, our musicians, and 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 also the the mobile uh, apps, and everything together created a a new, a totally new product that people were ready to to pay. Now we have two kind of of uh, users of or customers. One is the the people who really love to sing all the time, who really love karaoke all the time, who really love to record themselves and share their renditions to, to other people. This is, these are the people that, this are, that are paying the, the premium uh, service all the time. And we have, we have uh, users that have been paying for three years, four years. So uh, there are people that really love this kind of product. And there are another kind of customer, which is just people that, like karaoke or like singing from time to time. Maybe you organize a party at your home uh, today and maybe you are not organizing another party uh, until six months from now. So you just uh, pay the premium service for today. You can pay for, for a week, for example, and uh, you never use the, the, the service anymore in six months. But after six months, you uh, uh, pay the subscription again and you can use in your party. So there are two kinds of customers using the, the service today. Yeah, I have to say that I'm really interested in, in this uh, transition from free to uh, paid because many of the listeners have apps on the app store and uh, you know we do have the choice of either going initially to try and get as many downloads as we can by offering a free 
uh, to uh, use app. And then I have I've had experience of this where you actually uh, then transition to more of a paid model. And I guess you do get a lot of uh, backlash you know, nasty emails from users who expect uh, to get everything in life for free. Um, we, we know, you know, in a way, Google and Apple have been very, uh, I guess, a little bit bad at this because they, they've they just it, it, given the assumption that most things are on the App Store are free. And uh, what was it like then? How hard was it for you to, to go through that period and, and to ignore these emails saying, you know, and, the, and this this guess response of people just walking away from your service because then you suddenly ask for a little bit of money. Yeah, it was complicated, but we did it very slowly during two years. Once once we take the decision, we just keep the free service as it was, but we start to work exclusively in the premium service. So we start to add uh, new features, but only for premium users. Uh, meanwhile, you keep the free service as it was when the the first uh, users uh, were using our service, they are not complaining. They start to complain when you start to cut the features or the contents or the services they had before. So if you are um, telling your customers that, hey, people, we have now a new and better service, but you have to pay a little amount of money for it because it's the way to keep the service, the free service alive, uh, they understand that they, this is a company and, and the com- a company needs money to, to keep running and, and to keep improving the services they, they offer. So um, if you are making this kind of um, uh, a slow uh, transition, probably you are not getting a lot of pay- premium customers at the very beginning, but once you start, you will increase your, your premium uh, base uh, step by step slowly and after some time, the free users understand uh, that uh, the company needs money and, and once uh, you have to take the decision to cut your free service, not, not everything but uh, the main part, and you have to explain to them. Of course, you get you you get nasty emails, and 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 there are people that leave the the service. But um, to be honest, the the hardest and more difficult emails uh, came from journalists and not from our customers. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People people in the industry thinks that. Uh, thought at the time that we just took the decision from one day to another. So for them, it was a surprise. Like, wow, Red Karaoke now is premium. Okay, yes, but we have been doing that for two years. So our our user base knows about it. We were all the time telling them what we were doing. We were, we were all the time communicating our idea, our project. So, of course, there are people that doesn't like the change, any change. But if you can make it slowly, uh, and you you need the money to do that, of course, because it's not easy. But but if you if you have the cash to do it, um, you can success. So so, what, so this is what I want to I want to summarize for, for the benefit of the audience and me. Yeah. What I've really learned from you in in this chat, it's been wonderful. I love this how you've gone through this. So uh, the way to uh, transition from a free to a paid app is almost like you. 
build the free app and that is the cost of getting the all the downloads in the initial audience and then start transitioning to focus on some of the inbuilt premium services keeping the the app almost the way it is uh, as a free app but then adding these premium services on it and getting people into that premium service and then taking them a lot further with you know the, the fact that you're um focusing on the added value parts and making it so much better for the premium services. And in a way, that's a very excellent way of transitioning because you get the initial audience behind you, which you wouldn't have got if you'd have started off as a paid service. But they understand that they they do need to actually pay up to keep the service alive. And in a way, I know the journalists. The journalists are looking for a story, aren't they? So they just, they're probably just the ones that are trying to stir the negativity. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's an excellent summary of what happened. In, in, in right. Well, that, that's one. That's really great lessons for all of us to take away. Now, you obviously love it so much because you have an app called Musicalizer. Um, by the time people listen to this, it will be uh, on the App Store, and you must be working really well. Have you uh, t- turned your back on developing for the web uh, websites, and uh, you're now focusing purely on apps? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 and that's funny too, because you should know that when we launched our first mobile app, I, I wasn't sure at all that it gonna, that it won, that it won't be a success. I mean, I, uh, at the time, four years ago, I thought that nobody will sing with a smartphone. That was my, my position, my, my personal position. And the rest of the company said to me, hey, Miguel, uh, you know, people is crazy with iPhones and iPads. We must launch a, a karaoke app for, for, for smartphones. And I was telling all the time, no, I can see people singing at, at the streets where, where, with, with a smartphone. So now, uh, four years later, I have to say that I was wrong, totally wrong, because the, the 60% of our incomes or of our revenues come from, from mobile uh, apps. So one year ago, we took the decision to focus ourselves on mobile, uh, not exclusively because we also keep the, the, the smart TV um, developments, but we focus on, on mobile and we are now a company, a mobile first company. And so we took the decision to launch a new, a new app, this Musicalizer. The, the idea of the app is just a toy. It's a really easy to use app that uh, let, let people to uh, launch a message to the world, like a Twitter or or something like that, just a, a speech, and it converts you, your speech on a song automatically, and uh, you can associate the music to to your mood, to your oh, wonderful. If, yeah, I yeah, love if, I love what you're doing. That's great. Yeah, thank you. If you are sad, if you are happy today, if you are scared, you can choose a song, a music uh, created especially for our production team uh, for your mood today, and you can share this mood on YouTube. Uh, publicly, or if you prefer, you can uh, just keep the the recording, the song uh, private, and you can share only by email or by WhatsApp with your friends, or, or with this special person because you can also be in love. So that's the the idea of the of the app to to musicalize your life, to musicalize your your mood today, your your ideas and your thoughts, and that's musicalizer, and we hope it is going to be a, a success. Yes, it is. And I have to say that we started the story off with uh, you and your brother uh, in a party. Uh, then you started working on your own in, in a, a house. Uh, how big have you grown 
I'm, I'm guessing you're in offices now, and perhaps you can give us a sense of your size of company. Yeah, sure. Uh, we have now offices in two cities, in, in all in, in Spain, one in Logroño, which is a small city in the north of Spain, in a, a region called La Rioja. Maybe you know about the wine. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, we are from there, and, and we have the, the developers there. And we also have another office in Madrid, uh, where I live. And we are now 12 people working in the company. And about the, the number, some numbers of, of our app, we are now 4.5 million uh, registered users and active uh, customers monthly, we, are, we have around 200,000. So it's, it's, uh, it's huge. Or, you know, it's amazing, isn't that? Oh, <laughs> congratulations. I mean, you know, from, if you, I mean, yeah. The thing is that because we did that without investing a dime on marketing, on advertising. Never. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the bigger challenges because yeah. Yeah, I'm always asked about how you get the word out there and how much to spend on marketing. But that was all from word of mouth and just putting all your efforts into building an awesome product. Yeah, to, to be honest, it was easy because people, when recording themselves, they want to share the recording. So uh, at the end, it's the people that is doing the, our marketing. Now we are just starting out these days for Christmas, uh, making some small tests on advertising to, to make the company bigger. We are trying to to increase the size of the company, and and we are just now starting to to make some advertising. But in in seven years, uh, we never did that, and and I think the numbers are really good for a company that launched there from a small city in Spain, uh, in a small country in the world, and and without any investment on on advertising. So I am really proud. I have to say. <laughs> you have to. I mean, four four point five million registered users. That is incredible numbers. And you know, for if you were setting a business up twenty years ago and you had 4.5 million people walk through your door, <laughs> you would have, yeah. uh, <laughs> it would be amazing. But, you know, congratulations. Well, there's two more things we need to do before uh, we say goodbye to you. And what, one of them is we are talking to a, a load of uh, entrepreneurs, appreneurs uh, who are looking for new ideas. You've obviously come up with some great ideas. Do you happen to have any app ideas that you can share with us that you've uh, thought about. If you have, that's great. If you haven't got any to share, we've got another way of fleshing this out from you. But do you have an app idea? Well, maybe, maybe. Um, I am worried about two two areas. In, I have two problems to, that I want to solve, but I just focus now in my company. And, and if there are uh, somewhere uh, a, a person, a developer that wants to try, I will, I will help, uh, thank you forever. One is the email. I think the email is, is a mess. I, I got a lot of spam and I, there must be a way to solve this. Uh, there must be a way to fix that and, and anything related with, with email to improve the email and the way we, we handle email will be marvelous. And um, the other, the other uh, thing I am worried is about media, about print media. I am a journalist in, in, in my career. I used to work in journalists uh, eight years ago. And, and now the media are, are suffering a lot. And, and my main concern is that um, the, the media, even the biggest media, even the New York Times, they have really horrible mobile apps. Why? I can't understand. 
somewhere must focus on 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 make uh, an improvement on the way we read uh, we read news. I think there are uh, still a, a huge uh, amount of work to do to improve the the way we we get and read news and share news in 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 the media. And I think these these two areas for me will be great if someone can work on that. Yeah, uh, just on those two things. So the, uh, the first one is the uh, inbox and email, yeah. and we've had. Uh, quite a few guests on this show in the past trying to solve that problem. I'm thinking of a previous episode with Dave Baggett, the founder of uh, Crash Bandicoot or one of the founding engineers. Uh, he's working on an, an app called Inky. Uh, there's the uh, Berkey, uh, Branko Cerny. Uh, he was working on a, a, an app and uh, called Immediately. And uh, there was an, another guy, um, uh, Toby Ruckett, who is working on Unified Inbox. So lots of people coming at this, but you're right. There's obviously demand there so any app developers out there who have an idea for a, uh, an app that would help us solve this email problem then then i think uh that's do, you know it's certainly worth um, investing uh, time in and the second thing is that uh, yeah media it is really strange that if you were working at a you know new york times you would look at the music industry and say you know those guys got it wrong uh there was a whole shift wasn't there uh, and back in uh, the late 90s early noughties to uh, iTunes and to downloadable music and it was pretty obvious to see back then but they fought it and uh, they you know they had a few uh, wins but uh, ultimately they lost and you would think the print media would uh, actually just take that on board and say we need to get into the new era because printing on paper seems really old-fashioned now and it's just going to go out of favor and, uh, you know, I want everyone to think about when was the last time you actually bought a magazine or a newspaper? You know, it's just it seems very old fashioned now to read uh, other than on an electronic device. So that uh, to, to have really bad apps, it just seems a crazy business decision. But it's maybe because they're they're fr- frightened of it and they're going to they're go the way that the music industry did. And there'll be these new players. I, I know it's not easy to take that, that decision. I have to say, I love paper. I love to read the newspaper on Sunday, for example, meanwhile uh, I'm having breakfast. But the, the, my smartphone is with me all the time, all the time, and every minute in every day. So why I can't have a really good app for, for read my news? That's the point. Uh, okay, here's an idea. Here's <laughs> yeah. an idea, right. Uh, I don't know if the technology exists, but the, um, the, the challenge with paper is that it, it, it comes out of date as soon as you, know, you go and buy your paper, it's 12 hours out of date. So what about having some um, paper that is uh, blank in a way, and then you use your phone to project with a device uh, the latest news, and then you read it on a paper object, uh, a, a projected... Uh, a, Okay, so that's probably a bit of a fetch there, but I think that there is some merit in taking uh, this nostalgia of using paper and uh, marrying it with the ability to uh, have instant information. And they haven't got quite there yet. You know, the Kindle does, the the Black Ink Reader does do a very good job, but it's still not paper, is it? And I know there's a lot of people who still love to have that, you know, a book or um, a paper-based magazine, um, because it's just it is still ultimately uh, there was, I think there was um, a, a comical uh, YouTube video uh, about I think it may be IKEA where they were um, they, they were uh, making fun of um, this new book saying you know here's a new uh, IKEA book and 
you don't need to download it. You don't need to update the software. It's just a book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That video is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's sort of, yeah, actually, you know, print is still ultimately really uh, useful and handy, but uh, maybe some idea to marry the two. Oh, this has been great. What a wonderful journey. It definitely inspired me. How best can we reach out and connect with you, um, Miguel? What's the best way? Oh, the best way to connect with, with me? Oh, yeah, to, to get in touch with you. If any if anyone listening uh, has been inspired as I have, then how, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Okay. Oh, they can reach me on Twitter. Uh, just search my name or, or LinkedIn. I, I am online all the time with many accounts on Greek karaoke on or by email or oh, email know. yeah <laughs> yes. I don't know I have so many accounts there okay well what I'll do is uh, people should go to uh, the appguy.co the appguy.co yeah. and look for your show notes uh, it will be uh, Miguel and two uh, episode 212 and uh, I'll put all the ways that we can connect with you on there and links to the red karaoke and the musicalizer download as well Perfect. Uh, so any any final thoughts before we say goodbye, Miguel? No, I think just yes, uh, to developers and entrepreneurs, just do it. That, that's that's the point. Start stop thinking and start making because there are at least in Spain there are too many uh, entrepreneurs and developers that are thinking about having ideas, you know, and and that's cool. But you can be with an idea for six months or one year. Just stop thinking about the idea and start making the idea uh, a fact. Start making the app and start, start, start developing. I think that's the, the best advice I can, I can say to any, to any developer or to any entrepreneur. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, how different your life could have been if you'd have gone to that party with your brother and oh, you both yeah. woke up uh, after drinking lots of Spanish wine and uh, not done anything <laughs> about it. So the only difference is you had the idea, but you actually took massive action. And uh, yeah. look, look where you are now with the uh, the huge uh, influence you've had on, on the world and entertaining the world. So, well, thank you, Miguel, for sharing your story on the App Guide podcast. It's been a true pleasure and uh, all the best for, um, you know, everything that's going on in your company. Thank you very much, Paul.